If you haven't already heard the first part of this interview, go ahead back and listen to episode 32. Check it out because in this second part of the interview with the amazing Clarks, we talk about having a beautiful story about each other, fighting to grow instead of fighting to win, making your partner a loser when you win, trading gifts, and so much more. So, what has changed since you got married? You know, um, this is interesting. We were together for 10 years before we got married. And I think we, we, we took so long because we were both kind of traumatized from getting divorced at such a young age. But we just knew we loved each other and wanted to be with each, with each other. And so I kind of my thing that I used to say to myself is like, I just want to wake up next to Anthony every day. Like that, that's the dream for me, right? Like, I just want to wake up and hug you and kiss you and look at you because like you just start mm, 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 yummy to me, right? So that was my goal for a long time. And, you know, we were building business, building life, and then we had a baby. And once we had a baby together and the baby started getting older and asking questions like, why do you have a different last name than my dad? And, you know, um, you know, I have siblings and why do they have a different last name than my dad? Then I kind of started thinking like, okay, we may be rebels, but our child has to live in this world and, and we want, we don't want to make it harder on her. So then we kind of started talking about marriage and, one of the things that I noticed, and, and this was unconscious, I, before I was married, I was still holding on to as much as I love this person, I still am kind of on my own. Like he could go anytime he wants to go. Not that he can't, if we're married, obviously he could get divorced, but there was just a part of me. I think that was like, well, I don't know if he's gonna, if this is going to last forever. It's kind of how I felt. And then after we got married, that just went away. It just was like, yeah, this is this is forever. Like he's in it to win it. I'm in it to win it. No matter what happens, we're going to be able to survive it. Like this is the ultimate commitment because we're both doing it after being traumatized from it not working out the first time. We have gotten to the point where we both really want it. And that's what changed for me, almost like a calmness that I didn't know I needed kind of showed up and took over and I could just let go 110%. I probably was at 90 and then I got to 110 after we got married. So yeah. what about you? Yeah, I, I agree with that. It was like, it was really good before we got married, but then it, it always felt like she was holding back a little, little bit. And once we got married, and the thing was with me, I didn't want to just get married to get married. Like, I wanted to do it because I was excited to do it. Like, I want to get married. Like, I want that energy about it. And I was still traumatized from my first marriage. And I was still dealing with the, you know, healing with that. So I had a lot of baggage that I was still working on. So I was a little resentful towards marriage and feeling pushed into marriage by society. I want to do things because it's my idea, the way I want to do it at my, my pace. 
But once I got to the point where it was like, I'm I'm excited to get married. I healed, I did the work, and I want it. And then we got married. There was a whole nother level of love and commitment mm-hmm. and, and yumminess mm-hmm. that came out of her. And then when that level came out, it was like, whoa. And then it spied me, and then it was a part of me, another level of me came out. Mm-hmm. And that she was able to appreciate. Well, this is it's us. It's me and you. So death do us part. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited. I want that. I'm excited about that. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to spend the rest of my I can't wait till we're 90 years old together. I can't wait till we <laughs> so the, it, it got better. Yeah. It got better. Yeah. Which was already everything good. got better. Yeah. I agree. It's like life went from black and white to full color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I can um I can definitely relate to some of that. I mean, I I considered myself very rebellious in my younger mm-hmm. years. High school, college, I was definitely I'm going against whatever everybody else is doing. So I never mm-hmm. really saw myself getting married at all. Never saw mm-hmm. myself having children. I I was going to be like the rich auntie that's never around, right? That's always traveling yeah. or something <laughs> like that, right? Yeah. Um, and it's so funny to me because my best friend always said, like, you'll want to be a mom when you find the right person. Like, then mm-hmm. when you find the right person, then you'll want to have kids. All of that will change. And, of course, I'm like, no, like, get out of here. I'm mm-hmm. never going to want to have kids. Like, I'm never going to want to yeah. get married, right? I'm I'm in this, yeah. like, rebellious yep. thing, right? And then I met my partner at a time when I was, like you said, Anthony, I was enjoying this single life. Like I Mm -hmm. was not looking for anything at all. Um, Mm -hmm. But here he is, right? (laughs) Here he appears. (laughs) And then all of that just kind of switched for me. Marriage is a goal for us. We, Mm -hmm. you know, plan to have children. And it's, it's, it's so funny to just see that like you you got you you basically kind of just explained an evolution that you both had because you Mm -hmm. got married right and I think that's just so beautiful because nobody explains it like that or not that I've heard anyway I always hear about like the the bad things that happen once you get married right you stop having sex you stop having fun you stop dating all those things right yeah um but to say that you you unlock the next level pretty much, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you got better, your relationship got stronger and you guys, mm-hmm. your intimacy got, you know, those type of things yeah. got stronger. It is beautiful. And it is just like, okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. Like it's another yeah. thing. Like, all right, I'm on the right yeah. track. Maybe I can do this marriage thing because yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, it's beautiful yeah. to see. It really is. Um, and yeah. then especially at your age, not that I'm calling y'all old. I love the word you, you use vintage. Like I love Yes, that. we're vintage. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Because I, I'm just thinking about my family specifically, like, and my mom, uh, my mom and dad got divorced years. Yeah. I was very young when they got divorced. Um, so I don't really have a picture of them of marriage in mm-hmm. my head, but I have aunts and uncles that have been married for a long time. Um, it's just the love though, right? It's that I I can't say that the love that I can just see and feel from you guys, right? 
I haven't experienced that in my real life with my like family. So, mm -hmm. and I think that's another reason, like I come from a fully Christian, strict religious background and they mm -hmm. all, you know, you're supposed to get married because that's what God wants you to do. So yeah. I, that was another reason like, nah, I'm not doing that. Um, yeah. But just to see like, okay, no, there are, other really successful relationships that don't base their marriage on because that was what they were supposed to do right yeah mm -hmm. i i need more of this in my life and i love it so <laughs> just i love it you know one of the things well there's a bunch of different things that we realize that makes our marriage so good is that i love for example i love this woman to death but she does not complete me mm -hmm. She does not fulfill me. It's my job to fulfill myself. Not only does she not fulfill me, it's wrong to give her that job because she could never do it. I'll always be disappointed if I'm waiting for her to do it. So it's like before you meet your, your partner, it's like you have this void inside of you and it doesn't feel good. Then when you meet that person, it, give, it gives you the illusion that they're feeling that void and it feels really good. But eventually... They're going to take their attention away from you or act in a way that you don't want them to act. Then that void comes back. Now you're dependent on them going, hey, I need you to stop being selfish and doing what you want to do and start doing what I need you to do to fill my void. You need to do this. You need to do that. It ain't going to work. I'll never, it'll, she can't do it. So in the relationship, my job first and foremost is to be the best me to fill my own void, to keep growing, to keep expanding, to keep healing, to keep becoming more interesting and keep finding my passions. And that's why it's called self-fulfillment. It's not called someone else fulfill me. It's called self-fulfillment. I'm the only one that could do it. So I got to take responsibility for my own happiness, first and foremost. Likewise, I don't fulfill her. It's not my job, nor can I do it. It's her job to be over there doing her work and filling her own void and being self-fulfilled. When you get two people together to take responsibility for that, their fulfillment, and then they come together, already self-fulfilled, then it's easy to build on top of that. And so I think that that's been one of the great ways, the great things that has helped us to be so passionately in love after 30 years. We literally grow more and more in love over time. We tell each other that all the time. I'll be sitting around, I'm like, damn, babe, you feel that? Like, yeah. yeah, I feel more in love with you. Mm -hmm. I feel more in love with you too. Mm -hmm. And it just keeps growing over time. Now, we have conflicts like every other couple. We have passionate debates, but we look at that differently. We look at it like you're on this level of life in your relationship and all other levels. We're always striving to get to higher levels. How are you going to get to those higher levels? It's not going to come to you. So to go there, you got to grow there. You got to grow there. So that means you can't be who you are and expect to have that new life. You got to expand. So when we have those conflicts, or fights, it's actually an opportunity to grow, an opportunity to understand each other better, to understand ourselves better. And so we don't fight to win, we fight to grow. So then when you do that, that fight now just brought you closer together as opposed to making you grow further apart. So we have a formula, a system that we use. So it's love, 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 love. When we're into a bump, boom, conflict, uh-oh, opportunity to grow. Why do you think that way? Huh, let me understand you better. Well, here, 
Oh, here's why I think this way. Here, now you understand me better. Now understand myself better. Hey, my mother used to do it that way. That's why I do it that way. Huh, and that didn't work for her too well. Huh, how, why do you do it that way? Oh, because of this and that. Oh, okay. Or this has meaning to me and it doesn't have the same meaning for you. And, and instead of saying, you don't love me and you're doing this to me because you're not the exact same person as me, right? Like we're all different and and our and our lives are created through our life experience right so we all have these experiences that and stories in our minds about how things are supposed to go and no one has the exact same story so we cannot agree with everyone all the time but we can discover new ways to think and new ways to be from each other and you know earlier when anthony was saying like you know fill in that void and it's not his job and it's not my job one of the most thrilling things is watching the person you love feel full and passionate and excited and thrilled about their life. Mm -hmm. But what I find fascinating is so many people are like, wait, you're not doing that for me. You're not doing that for me. And it means this. And it means that like, I want to cheer Anthony on, right? Like when he is doing what he's passionate about, what he loves and what works for him, I'm watching like, that's awesome, baby. I'm so happy for you. It ain't about me. Because I'm over here doing my thing and filling up myself and the thing with the things I'm passionate about. And then we get together and then we get to talk about it for three hours, right? Like, oh my God, and I did this and it felt amazing. And I love that. And I'm thinking about doing this next. And, and there's no, but what about me? What about me? We don't need to do that. I got me, he's got him and we got each other. Like that's really yeah. how it works out because we love seeing each other happy we absolutely love it that is oh it's such a gem right there right because i think a lot of the times you a lot of times couples don't want to see each other happy right or like in what? a moment right like yeah. in a moment not to say overall you don't want to see the other person happy yeah. but like yeah i'm hurt so i want to make sure i hurt you right yeah, yeah. Yeah. instead of looking at it the way you look at it which is brilliant as an opportunity to grow as an opportunity to really like dig into why am I acting like this because most of the time I don't even know <laughs> like I haven't really I haven't been here with anyone else so I don't know why I'm reacting in this way let me dig into myself and find out and you can help me do that and or I can help you do that right but yeah. That that that's it. Changing that mindset right there of um, this is an opportunity to grow. This is just like yeah. something, another hurdle we got to get over. Something else we got to get yeah. through. Yeah. yeah. And, and and you know, people, it's like a lot of couples they try to avoid that conflict. Don't get me wrong, we don't look for it. Be like, hey, babe, let's start some trouble today. Let's fight today. Right. But <laughs> when it happens, we realize the value of it. It's an opportunity. Mm -hmm. It could be a curse or a blessing. It's up to you how you use it. And people look at our relationship like, damn, look at that. I want that. I want, how'd you get like that? And what they don't understand is like, we, we're where we're at because of those opportunities to grow, because of those passionate debates and how we approached it. And I could, I, I compare it to like running hurdles and it's like a hurdle race and everybody, all the couples are in the lane <laughs> and the gun goes off, bang. And everybody's running in the lane. And they're looking at each other like it's competition. I got to win. I got to win. And everybody's come up on their first hurdle. The other couples, they come up, come up on their first hurdles and their hurdles are little. And they jump over them and keep going. 
we come up on our first hurdle is huge. Now, we got a choice. We could blame. Why did you pick this lane? It's your fault. No, it's your fault. We could throw on the, get on the ground and throw tantrums and, and kick and scream. But the clock is ticking. And the race is going to be over eventually. Or we got another choice. Let's learn how to get over this hurdle. Okay, babe, let's try this techniques. Boom, and we'll hurt ourselves. We'll fall a little. Wait, you move your arm this way. I'll move this way. Well, let's do this. And eventually, we'll discover a technique. We'll get over that huge hurdle. Now we're catching up to everybody else. And we're coming up on them. Then they kept to the next hurdle. Then next hurdle is little again. Our next hurdle is even bigger. Ugh, man. Okay, <laughs> what are we going to do? Fight or blame? Kick a scream? Or learn something new? Okay, let's work out. Let's do this. Let's strong. I work together. Tandem. Let's get build this muscle. Build that muscle. Then we get over that one. Now, eventually, those other couples are going to run across big hurdles, and they're going to be in trouble because they're not used to it. Those big hurdles that we've been used to, now we're on that track, and we're like beasts. We're killing it. Just woof, woof, woof. Whatever you throw at us. Now, they go, oh, look, the beasts. How'd they get like that? Because of those big hurdles mm -hmm. and how we approach them. Yep. And perceive them. Mm -hmm. We grew. Yeah, we grew. Also, I want to add to that. It a lot of it is, is the way that you look at things, right? When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change, right? So for us, we have such a beautiful story about each other, right? So generally, when couples get in fights, they tell a negative story. Oh, he's always a jerk or she's nags me all the time. Like they have a negative story. So as soon as they get into conflict, they go into their brain files and they're like, where's my file on who you are? Hold on, let me pull out all these documents and proof, right? So we've created um, a beautiful story about each other and we believe it because we've visited it so many times. My story about Anthony when he irritates me is it'll start off with, I'm so annoyed with him, he's irritating me. And then it goes right into my file of, but Anthony's my best friend and I love him and he's such an amazing dad and he's so fun to work with and he's creative and I love his mind and he's sexy. Damn, he's sexy. And I just love being with him and he has got the cutest little baby booty. I just love his booty and it makes me laugh. And then uh... I don't stay mad, right? Like I didn't go back through the past of every perceived wrong and build a case so that I could win a fight. I went back through what I love about him and who I know him to truly be so that when my ego is coming in saying he's your adversary and you need to win this argument, I can talk that down and be like, that's not true. Uh, I've given my ego a name. Her name is Mallory. I'd be like, Mallory, that's not true. Anthony is our best friend and we love him. And here is the proof, right? And then I give her the proof and be like, you can go now, girl. I don't, I don't need you in here for this. We're going to figure it out. And so it really is how you look at each other. Mm -hmm. And sadly, we're so influenced by the external world. And if you look at love and dating right now, most of the messaging is adversarial. Like we need to protect ourselves from each other. We need to watch each other. We don't have each other's best interest at heart. Our intentions are not pure. 
And that's one of the reasons that we do what we do. Like our content is all about love and love working because someone needs to talk about love working. Everyone's talking about how it's not working, right? So where is the messaging that it's possible? Because we, we believe what we perceive. And if all the messaging in the world is telling us it doesn't work anymore, that is going to be mm-hmm. our perception. So it's really important that you decide, you, not society, you decide how love works for you. You decide who your partner is. Look for the good. Look for their good stuff. It's in there instead of trying to build a case on why they're not good enough. Because mm-hmm. if you try to build that case, you'll find it. And if you don't find it, you'll make it up mm-hmm. until it's true. So it really is how we think about things, how we choose to think about things that creates the love that we have. Yeah, you're you're so right because we hear all the time it it just takes that one thing, right, to set you off onto all these other bad thoughts and all these other stories and all these Mm -hmm. and it's it just makes so much sense because you're with this person right you want to be with this person right you see Mm -hmm. the good in them you you love them right so create that story that that is beautiful that you know whatever are those things that you need to hear or say or remember in the in that moment when you're like damn he is just getting on my last nerve (laughs) because it's gonna happen right it is inevitable it is gonna happen you're gonna have those moments where you know like you're just not liking each other I just don't like you right now just yeah in this moment which is okay take a break (laughs) take a break step away step away it's okay and you know we have it's important to experience the contrast Mm, yeah because yeah. from the contrast, by experiencing what we don't want, it helps us to get clarity on what it is that we do want. It helps yes. us to, to develop our preferences. And so you, if you take that out the equation, we wouldn't grow. Yeah. We'd all stay the same. Yeah. Yeah. So so, so we need we need all of it. Again, it's how we look at it and how and what stories we tell ourselves. It's yeah. literally like it's like the algorithm on your social mm, media, right? Yeah. You start focusing on one thing on your algorithm before you know it, you're like, okay, I was looking at furniture and now yep. every furniture store in the city is sending me furniture or whatever it is, right? Our minds are like an algorithm. If you focus on lack and pain and sadness and illness and all the negative things, your brain is gonna go into that algorithm and yep. it will rip your relationship <laughs> apart, but conversely if you go into the good stuff when something bad comes up you're like oh what can i learn from this yeah. oh what can i get out of this you, you know i also will say that one of the things that keeps us on track is that it's our spiritual belief that we live by we really truly live from a spiritual place first then the physical stuff later so for example our belief is that this Whatever created this universe, let's say God, we'll use God. God is made of love. And and, and quantum physics has proven that everything in this universe is one. This is an illusion that we're separate, but everything is really one. So whatever created this, it created everything. So that energy is love. It's God. So if you're the creator of everything, then, and we're part of that creation, our higher self, then how can there be lack? What is there to fear? So our highest self looks at everything in every single moment through the eyes of love, abundance, and appreciation. And whenever we look at things through the eyes of love, abundance, and appreciation, it feels amazing. 
when other, whenever other people look at us through the eyes of love, abundance, and appreciation, it feels amazing. And the reason it feels amazing is because the good feeling is our highest self letting us know right now, your perspective on this subject matches the perspective of your higher self. You are in alignment. And when you're in alignment, life feels magical. Um, your intuition's off the hook. Every, people are attracted to you everywhere you go. Things, things just always work out for you. It's the zone, the sweet spot. And it's like your spirit, your higher self is telling you to make this move. You make that move and it works out perfectly. You, the signal's clear. You can hear God. You can hear your, your higher self because you're in alignment. Now, let's flip it. Whenever you're out of alignment, whenever we look at things with the eyes of fear, doubt, shame, guilt, insecurity, anger, it judgment. feels horrible. Judgment, it feels horrible. The reason it feels horrible is the discomfort is our higher self spanking us to get our attention. Going, hey, 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 hey. I'm trying to lead you to everything that you want, but you have to be a cooperating component as well. And right now, your perspective on this subject does not match the perspective of your higher self. You are out of alignment. When you're out of alignment, you feel lost. You feel afraid. You feel hopeless. you got to work really hard just for a little bit of progress. People are repelled by you wherever you go. It's like your higher self is trying to lead you to everything you want, but you can't hear it. It's like the signal's broken. It's like going, hey, make this. Can you hear me? I'm trying to lead you to. It's broken. You can't hear it. So you're out of alignment. So we pay attention to our alignment. And if you're out of alignment, what got you out of alignment? your perspective on that subject. And if you keep out of state of alignment, it's only going to get worse. Mm -hmm. So how do you get back in alignment? By changing your perspective. When we change the way we look at things, the things you look at change. Start having gratitude and appreciation for your situation, regardless of what that situation is. And the more you do that, the more relief you'll feel, the more you'll get back in alignment, the more relief you'll feel. Keep doing that. Keep doing that to your back in alignment. Then when you're in alignment, your higher self is like, can you hear me now? It's like, oh, I can hear you now. Okay. Because your higher self is not going to fight over that loud noise. I got, you know, anger. I'm upset. I'm angry. Yeah. When your spirit talks to you, the spirit whispers. It whispers. And if you have that loud noise in your head, you ain't going to hear it. You ain't going to feel it. So you got to kill that loud noise. Get back in alignment. Who gets you out of alignment? You. Who puts you back in alignment? You. Your partner can never take you out of alignment. They can offer you the invitation. But it's up to you whether you accept, accept it or not. Yeah. And so every single day we take responsibility for our own alignment the best we can. And our goal throughout the day is to be in alignment as much as we can throughout the day. Can you do it 24-7? No, nor should we. But, but you do it as much as you can and take responsibility for it. So we literally live our life yeah. by that um, perspective. And, you know, I just want to add to it, like, it is such a powerful way to be in love because say we have a disagreement. The way that we think is we'll kind of go within ourselves, right? And think like, why am I so upset about this? Instead of you're upsetting me, right? So we go to the self because we're taking responsibility for our own alignment. So why am I so upset about this? Well, I'm upset because I wanted him to do X, Y, Z. Well, why do you want him to do X, Y, Z? That makes me feel comfortable. Well, why does that make you feel comfortable? Because I have had a lot of experiences where I didn't feel safe. Okay, so how can we communicate to him what makes us feel safe without making him wrong or bad or blaming and shaming because this is a need that I have. It's not anything that he's doing to me. 
So do, do you see how that works? Like it's, it just takes you down a totally different set of neural pathways in your mind to where you have more self-discovery. That's where the fighting to grow comes from. Another, another perspective we have on it is I adore Anthony. Anthony adores me, right? That's what I asked for. I don't want to make my husband a loser. I don't want to be fighting to win. And then I'm making him a loser, right? I, I lose too. If I make him a loser, I lose too. So our goal in our disagreements is to find something that works for both of us. Like I always say, I don't care what it is in my life. I want what's best for everyone involved. I don't need to compete with anyone. I don't want to take away from anyone. Like how can it work out in a way that's best for everyone involved? And when you, when you want that from life, you have a different view on people. It's easier to love. You're not competing with them. You're not blaming them. You don't feel like a victim of your life. You're empowered because of how you're looking at it. And we, this is what we've been practicing and teaching over the last 30 years. And we learned it because we didn't have it in those first relationships. Mm -hmm. And that's what's happening in our dating life and in meeting people, we're learning about ourselves. It's not even about the other person, it's about us and what we need to feel happy and grounded in the love that is actually our true nature. It's mm -hmm. who we really are. Drop the mic, baby. <laughs> Definitely a drop the mic moment. Yeah, that was, I, I I love how you explained all of that. It's just, it makes so much sense, right? This is the person you want to be with. I love how you said, like, if I'm a winner, then he's a loser. Like, and I don't yeah. want to, I don't want him to be a loser. I don't want to be with oh. a loser. Like it, yeah. oh, it just, yeah. And, that makes and so think about sense. this, it piles up. <laughs> It piles mm. up. If you start, if you're fighting all the time and you win all the time and you're making your person, I don't care if it's male or female, you're making them a loser. It piles up. Mm -hmm. And then after a while you start thinking he's a loser. <laughs> yeah. How are you going to think you're going to treat him? Yeah. yeah. I'm better than him. I'm smarter. I always win. I'm right. Yeah. How do you think you're going to treat your partner when you, when you yeah. take on that ego perspective, yes. it ain't going to be loving. Hey y'all, Pink Lady here. I'm a podcast producer, director, coach, and host. And I want to tell you all about my production company, Pink Lady Productions. We collaborate with creatives like you who are driven to share your message by launching your podcast from A to Z and coaching you through the process. To learn more about our services, check out our website at pinkladyprod.com. That's P I N K. L-A-D-Y-P-R-O-D dot com. And, and you know, we also realized early on that couples subconsciously attract, e attract each other because on a subconscious level, they realize that that person is the perfect mirror for mm -hmm. them so that we could see ourselves. And it's like, if I got a booger on my nose, I don't know. But my partner can be like, yeah, hey. And it's like, oh, oh I, I didn't know that. I was, so there's aspects about ourselves. You did that for me this morning, babe. I did. This is true. <laughs> and the aspects about ourselves that we don't see, mm -hmm. things, areas we can improve are stuff yeah. that we don't see. But that partner mirrors it back to us. And then it's like, oh, you're doing this. I'm doing that. No, I'm not. Yes. Oh, then, then oh, my God. I didn't realize that. Thank you for that. 
And so it, it could work for you or against you. You know, we also have a perspective of, and we see this in couples all the time, we're attracted to each other to trade gifts. And what I mean by that is that, so for example, that thing that when you first meet that attracts you to each other, there comes a point where that's the thing that you fight about. And there lies the real growth. Mm -hmm. So for example, I grew up in Brooklyn when I was little, when I was creating this vision of love, I was very empathetic, very loving. And I love that side of me, that spiritually connected side. But then when I went out in the streets of Brooklyn, they weren't having that. We'd be running around being a little Mr. Spiritual. It's like, you better get your little ass out of here, your little spiritual ass out of here. <laughs> and so it was like, ah, I got to be hard now. got to be hard. All right. So I literally made it a point to kill that, not kill it, but to leave, put that side of me, make it dormant. And it was like, I got to be a predator. I got to be hard. I got to stop caring. I got to be unremorseful. I got to be in order to survive these streets. So I did that. And what happened, I went from being a sensitive guy to really hard. I don't care. And so Melanie grew up in foster care. So she had to play small. She couldn't have a voice. But she had a lot to say, but she had to play small. So when we met, we were like opposites. I was one extreme, she was the other extreme. And when she looked at me, she was attracted to me because it was like, wow, look at him. He kicks down <laughs> doors. He don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. He does what he wants. He says what he wants. He's a big energy, big voice. Oh, that's dreamy. I wish I, wish I, I was had like that. that. <laughs> and with her, it was like, yo, yo, son, she's loving and empathetic. And she's got this like, this way she treats people. It's like, I like that. I like that because I didn't have that. And so at first it was great. We got along because of that. But then after a while, we started fighting about it. We go places and she's like, babe, just tone it down. Don't be so hard, but be nice to them. I'm like, what? You stop being a doormat and stop letting people run all over you. What? Be more like me. There lies just the struggle. So I got to the point where I realized it was happening and we were growing apart. So what do I do? I got to look at myself first. And I realized that that way of being, of being hard, moving away from my spiritual side, I needed to do that as it was like a crutch. I needed to do that in order to survive. It was better than nothing. What did it solve the, the issue? Was it the best way? No, but it's all that I had. And it did the it did the job. But then at a certain point in my relationship as an adult, it was working against me. It no longer served me but I didn't know how to get back to that other side. So then I realized one day she's on that other side. She's the extreme. She can teach me. So she would watch TV shows and, you know, she'd <laughs> crying like she would always do. I still and, do. And one day I was like, Hey, why are you crying? It's like, don't make fun of me. I'm like, I'm not making fun of you this time. The other times. Yeah. This time I'm not, <laughs> I don't understand. I realized and I explained it to, her, I realized I got disconnected from that side of me. And it's like a teeter-totter. I was off balance. And I needed more harmony, more balance. And she could help me. So she started working with me like, oh, wow, this is what's going on. This is why this person cried. Hey, you should do this. And I recommend. And eventually, I developed this thing called um, empathy. <laughs> yeah, it's a great thing. It's sympathy. You know, it was like, yo, this is how I like this. I remember this. So it gave me that balance. So 
instead of being like this, now it was like a teeter-tot that it was balanced. I had harmony. So I could still be, you know, now I could be a loving, empathetic, compassionate husband, better wife, uh, father, better business person. But I could also whip somebody's ass if I needed to at the same time as well. <laughs> so I had the best of both worlds. And then she would come to me and be like, this person's taking advantage of me at, job, at the job. What do you think I should do? And it's like, okay, I, you can do what you want. I'd recommend that you approach it like this. I'd recommend. And then she would start utilizing what I taught her. So now she can be, you know, a, a boss at work and handle a business and run things, but still be that empathetic, loving person that she is. So she had harmony and balance. So we, instead of fighting to win, once again, we fought to grow. And we balanced each other, had more harmony in our marriage and our personal life. Yes. And that's what we, we see it in, in most couples, that that's what they're going through, but they don't realize yeah. that that's why they're attracting each other. And that's why they're going through it. It's an opportunity that they're blowing. Mm -hmm. Yep. Because they ain't knowing. <laughs> yeah, that's another gem. That is so like, I, in my relationship right now, it's funny. The, the thing that came up for me as you were talking um, something that I love about my partner, he is six, seven, almost 300 pounds, big guy. Oh, wow. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, but he is like the only, not the only, only young man in his family. So it's all women pretty much. Um, so that's how he grew up. So he has a very, very soft, very, um, aware of his surroundings type of personality um something that he does all the time is he talks to people randomly mm -hmm. all the time he talks to everyone right yeah. about you know some things they should know maybe about random stuff that they don't need to know right he's just right. like he talks to people and that is definitely one of the things that attracted me to him. That is one of the things I love about him. He's very caring. He's very, like I said, mm -hmm. aware. Um, mm -hmm. But recently I am finding that it is annoying the heck out of me. <laughs> like, yeah. for example, we went on a date um, the other day to like this museum. It was like a pop-up museum. And we're, it's a bunch of different rooms. They're all designed differently. So as we're going through rooms, some some of them are interactive. So you have to mm -hmm. like, they're games. You play in games, got to touch something, whatever. Yeah. Every room as we're leaving and other people are entering, he's teaching them how to play the games or yeah. whatever the interactive thing. I knew is. that was coming. <laughs> and I'm just like, can we here for each other? Can we go on to the next room? Right. So it's not causing conflict because not yet, because I'm mm -hmm. I know that like this is something that I love about him, but I know that it's annoying me. So I don't right. I'm not like grr, grr about yeah. it. I'm not like aggressive yeah. when I speak to him about it. I'm just I'm more jokingly like, babe, you're gonna help everybody. Like, yeah. <laughs> but I know mm -hmm. it is annoying me. So yeah, that is a gem for me to like really seek out what is what is going on with that <laughs> that yeah. do i is is it the outgoing person that i once was as a kid trying to be like oh no like remember this is what you love because that's how you are that's how you used to you used to be yeah. i don't know yeah. what it is but i clearly need to do yeah. some soul searching so thank you for yeah. that it's just like another gem yeah. i'm just <laughs> it, 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 you're welcome and you know growing up on the east coast how it is 
Yeah. Oh. Yeah. They they will. You got to put those walls up. You got to walk around. Go. You know. Big we, uh, But we had a, uh, a a stylist a while back, and we would take photos, and she'd be like, Anthony, why don't you smile in your photos? I'm like, what you talking about? She goes, you look mad in all your photos. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm happy. Like, no. She's like, look, 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 look. In every photo, I'm like, and I'm like, yo, but I'm happy inside. <laughs> and it's like, she got, but smile, smile, use your teeth. And I was like, okay. And I couldn't smile. I was like, making ugly faces. And she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know how to smile like that. And I realized that growing up in New York, you have to put, I put that wall up. Like, don't approach me. Don't smile. It's a sign of weakness. So I got to the point where I lost my ability to smile. <laughs> and so I had to practice with my hands because the only way I could smile is if I use my hands. <laughs> the photos, unless it's a genuine, just somebody says something funny. Now I'm, I'm much better. I can do it now. But I had to literally practice. So I, I was off balance. Got to smile. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, Being from the East Coast, especially North, East Coast, right? The yeah. yes. New York, New Jersey, yeah. Pennsylvania. Yes. Not Pennsylvania fully, but like Philly area for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we hard out here. <laughs> we are, yeah, we hard. Yeah. Like that yeah. is definitely I um I, I feel very blessed to have been just around a lot of different people. I grew up in Patterson, which is if you know anything about Patterson, New Jersey, um, oh. you probably oh, yeah. think it's the hood, right? <laughs> <laughs> so right, right. I grew up, um, I went to Rosa Parks High School, which is if, again, if you know anything about Patterson, it's on 12th Ave, which they call Murder Ave. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, but Rosa Parks is an arts high school. So I, I was blessed to have been around a lot of artsy people, creative right. people, and mm -hmm. We just always laugh. That is the one thing that like yeah. I always yeah. knew how to laugh. Even if I walked out those doors and I felt like when I'm walking home, I don't I can't smile at anybody because if I uh -huh. smile at somebody, then they're gonna think it's okay to talk to me. Um yeah. you know, but yeah. in yeah. those doors, yeah, I was always smiling, always cool. laughing, yeah. you know. Yeah. So it's, it's it's like night and day, the same Absolutely. way. When I'm around my people when I'm with my people, oh, completely different person than when yep. I'm in public and, I, and it was subconscious, you know? Absolutely, so I, yeah. I completely get it. Yeah, because somebody told, that it's funny, a guy I was dating told me about myself that I was doing that. I, I never noticed, it was after right. the fact, I realized like, yeah, I do this on purpose so that people don't talk to me. Because if I'm me yeah. mugging, they, you know, yeah. that's normal, yeah. right? They, but yeah. if yeah. you see somebody smiling, that is out of the normal. You, what's up with her? Hey, how you what's, doing? What's your problem? Right? What you happy about? <laughs> right, smiling right. about. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I absolutely get it. Yeah, she used to call me uh, the WB frog. Yeah, because she would take. You remember that frog? Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. Oh in the box. my the goodness! Box. Yes. And then you put him in the box. He gets on stage, and he's like, "Ribbit." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you get him out behind him, away from people. It's like, hello, my darling. Hello. That was Anthony when we were dating. When we were alone, he was so entertaining and engaging and fun and and deep. And then I'd take him around my people, and he'd be like, I'd be like, are you? I start asking him. I was like, are you gonna frog up on me? Where we go? Don't be the frog today. 
Do not be the frog. <laughs> she not, so she helped me to grow. We I was like, you're safe. These people ain't gonna, these my co-workers. Yeah. They not gonna do nothing to you. Like you can, you're safe here. So That's he sweet. slowly started bringing out the frog more. Yes. So this is one of those things about when it's meant to be the synchronicity and how the universe is like perfection. So we were still in a dating phase, but we were pretty serious. We, we already fell in love. And I was away at the Corrections Academy in Sacramento. And Melanie had a career in Fresno as in dentistry. So and Melanie had two children in Fresno. So we were in love, but we weren't sure if we were going to stay together because I'm going to be shipped to the desert afterwards, and she's in Fresno. So we were looking for a sign. So while I was gone, her father passed away. Before he passed away, she, she flew um, down to Oakland to go be with him. And when she was on a plane, this guy came up to her and was like, hey, uh, can I talk to you? And she was like, I'm not in the mood to talk. I'm not in the mood. He's like, no, I just want to ask you two questions and then I'll leave you alone. And she was like, uh, okay, sure, what? And he goes, okay. If you can have any material possession in the world, what would you want? And she stopped and thought about it. And she was like, you know what? I'd want my own island. And he was like, your own island? Why? She goes, because I like to be by myself. I like to be in nature. But if I want my people to come and be with me, they can come to the island and be with me. Then after that, they can go away and I can be by myself and privacy. And he was like, okay, last question. I'll leave you alone. If you could be any animal, reincarnated, what would you be? And she stopped and she was like, you know what? An orca whale. And he's like, why? She goes, I love them. They're family oriented. Um, they have this whale songs that, that they sing that stay connected to their kids. They have freedom and I'm biracial. So they're black and white like me. I was like, okay, that's it. And he left her alone. So then she came to the academy. I had a day off. So she went to see her father. He passed away. Then she came to see me. And so we made love the first night. Then the next night, the next day, we went to the mall, walking around. And she goes, you know what? There's this weird thing that happened. This guy came up to me and playing was like, hey, I'm going to ask you two questions. And I was like, okay. She goes, wait, you know what? I'm going to ask you the questions. Let me see what you, what you say. And keep in mind, we're looking for a sign whether we should be together or not. And she goes, uh, okay. If you could have any material possession in the world, what would you want? I was like, any material? You said, besides money. It's like, all right. I'd want my own island. And she was like, what? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I said that. I said that. Oh, my God. I can't believe you said that. And I was like, yeah. And I was, she was like, why? And I said, because I like to be by myself. Um, I like nature. Uh, if I want my people to come hang out with me and party with me, they can come to the island and party with me. Then after that, they can leave. This and that. And she was like, oh my God, that's the same thing I said. Oh my God. She goes, okay, okay. I'm going to ask you this next one. And if you answer this one, you, we're soulmates. We're supposed to be together forever. If you answer the same. Yeah, if you answer the same as I did. And I was like, no pressure there. All right, <laughs> let's walk. So we start walking. I go, give me a second. So we're walking and I go, okay, give me the, give me the question. She goes, if you could be any animal in the world, what animal would you be? Stop. 
Orca Whale. And she lost it. She started jumping <laughs> up and down, screaming in the mall, kissing my face. Oh my God. People thought I was proposing to her. They started clapping. They're like, oh my God, this is a big scene. And she was just in tears. And she's like, oh my God, why'd you pick that? And I was like, because I've always loved orca whales. They're powerful. They got freedom to roam the whole ocean. Nobody fucks with them. They, uh, they're, <laughs> they're family oriented. They're this and that. And it was like, that was a sign. After that, it was like, yeah. We're going to be together. Mm -hmm. So yeah. just wanted to share that story with you because yes. I, I, I just love that story. That was our sign. It was just such a, a surreal experience, the whole thing. Like, I, it just was like, wow, we are being shown over and over again. We are meant yeah. to be together. Mm -hmm. Like, we just have to accept it. Yeah. It just is what it is. It, 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 yeah. Take into account that story with what we were saying about the night we met. Yeah. That. yeah, it was just a whole relationship. It's just been like, y'all supposed to be together. Yeah, not together. This is destiny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And as that little boy that I've, that was visualizing this life in New York, this was a manifestation of it. It yeah. was already done, you yeah. know. So, and you know, I, I just we've said like many times on this podcast that we were focused on spirituality, and for us. Remember, we were rebels, right? So we were rebelling against religion. We did not like the doctrine. We did not like the belief that that God is outside of you, right? And you have to perform to be worthy. We that that concept just did not resonate with us. Yeah. So for us, spirituality is about you are a part of God. You are an expression of God. And the answers are already inside of you. So if you can get quiet and go within, you have guidance, you have a GPS, you have your own spirit. That's like, ask me, ask me yeah. for what you want. And I will direct you to it instead of you have to go here, you know, twice a week and listen to this and do what we say and be how we say to be able to be the best you that just mm -hmm. didn't work. Because like for me, I had grown up going to many different churches and I just saw the hypocrisy. Like mm -hmm. in a sermon, you're you're telling me, you know, that I'm a sinner and I'm bad and I need to be good. And then I'm watching y'all gossip about each other. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm, I'm watching y'all. I'm watching y'all cheat on each other. So it just it never I could never accept it. So the spiritual part of it as we started on our personal growth path, like learning to meditate, learning about spirituality, and then connecting with our spirit and actually hearing the guidance and listening and getting the outcomes that we want. We're like, this is magic. This is amazing. Mm. And everyone has it and they just don't know. Let's mm. teach people about this. So we were, we were, we were introduced to spirit through the whole path of our dating. Yeah. Like spirit just showed up over and over and over again for us. We, we cut out the middleman. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, and that worked for us. Maybe it doesn't work for everybody. Of, yeah. You know, organized religion works for a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people don't work for. Yeah. And that's the beauty of it. It's like, Find what works for you. Yes. Find what, you know, whatever helps you get. I don't care how you get there. Just get there when you when, can. When you can. <laughs> exactly. Yes, right. exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. I'm a firm believer in choice and freedom. Um, so, yes. yeah, absolutely. 100, 100%. Whatever works for you, make that work. But, yeah, yeah you got to do the work, right? Uh, yeah. Whatever it is, yeah. however 
you follow and you you see spirit but regardless you have to do the work so yes. yeah yes. exactly um i really love what you're doing with this show thank you and i can tell you're very serious about learning and growing and how to help other couples other individuals people. learn and grow and that means a lot that's all our, our passion yeah. yeah so while i'm here i want to share as many things that we feel are vital for people to know and it yes. can actually help you that we've learned. And this is a big one. And this kind of connects to not just the conflict, but growing closer through that con conflict. We learned early on, this really helped us, that so Melanie, and this works both ways, not just her. I you, she, You can flip it with me as well. Melanie's brilliant, always been brilliant. But then in a certain early on in our relationship, I realized that like we could be having conversations about something and she would just get upset. Well, I could do something and she would get triggered and just get upset and just go off. And the more I would try to be like, hey, wait a minute, no, no, you understand. And the more I would try to explain stuff to her, the harder she would, more she would go off. Just not her, her character. And it would just be like, whoa, whoa. Then I'd come back later and be like, hey, uh, why'd you do that? And she'd be like, what? What are you talking I didn't do that. And it's like, whoa, you didn't hear what you just. So after a while, I'm like, am I going crazy? Am I tripping? <laughs> then she's over there doing the same thing with me. She says something to me, I act a certain way, and I lose it on her. And she come back later on. I'm like, what? Or shut down. Shut and then down, I'd be like, never. why did you shut down? I wasn't shut down. And mm -hmm. so. I realized after a while, because we started to fight a lot about it, and it would get ugly. And so one day I realized, whoa, that wasn't Melanie. That was little Melanie. That was her inner child. That was that little girl who grew up in foster care, traumatized, feeling alone, afraid, worried about her future, all of that trauma that that little girl experienced. So energetically, every version of us that ever existed is just as alive as we are today. That's why you can think about the past, you can smell the memories, the feelings, everything comes back because energy never dies. It just goes into form and out of form, can't be destroyed. So every version of you still exists energetically. So what was happening is that I would do or say something that was a trigger for her. Not intentionally I would do it, just me being. But based on her trauma, that was a trigger. And at that point, Melanie would leave the building. Little Melanie would show up. And I realized that when that little Melanie showed up, I was trying to talk sense into her. But when a little girl is traumatized, afraid, and freaking out, the last thing she needs is someone trying to talk sense into her to get her to see a point. At that point, that little girl just wants to feel safe, heard, and loved. So I realized that I'm not just in a relationship with Melanie, with this one. I'm in a relationship with Melanie and little Melanie, multiple versions of little Melanie. And I have to build a separate relationship with them than I have to build with her. I got to do with her and with them. So when they showed up, I had to have empathy. Don't take things personally. That little girl, what she's saying, she doesn't really mean that. And just love on her. And the more that little girl learns to love and trust me, the more the adult Melanie will learn to love and trust me. And that'll help her to heal. 
And so that's what I had to do. And that's what happened. But here's the catch. In most relationships, when one person gets triggered and the inner child shows up, they say or do something that triggers the other person, the inner child, then the other person's inner child shows up. Now you got two kids trying to solve an adult situation. Ain't going to happen. Ain't going to happen. Mm-mm. So we had to have honest discussion about our past, our childhood, and our traumas. And I had to explain to her what little Anthony needs when he when I get triggered. When he shows up, what does he need? And I had to, and Melanie had to explain to me what little Melanie needs to feel safe when she gets triggered. So we had to have those conversations and then start implementing, giving each other what they that our inner child needs when they show up. And so the more we did that, the less we would get triggered, the more our inner child would heal, the less we would get triggered, and so on and so on. In the meantime, I'm still doing my self-work on little Anthony. And she's still doing her self-work on little Melanie. But in the process, when they show up, we have to respond very differently and have more awareness yeah. of what's going on. And so we see that in couples all the time now. Like, it's their inner child stuff. It's their inner child. And the more you, when that inner child shows up, when you go off on your partner, you're going off on that inner child. Would you do that to your daughter? Would you do that to your son that was in pain and suffering? No, you wouldn't. You would be more loving. But when you start going, you're bad or you're stupid or you're this and that, that's that, you're talking to that little kid. So you're making that wound even worse. And so I just want to share that with you because that's something that's very, very important in order for couples to be successful. And that's one of the reasons they're mirrors for each other. Yep. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And that's something that I never even thought about, but it's it's clear as day, right? That when he, Mm -hmm. like when my partner gets triggered, it's clearly not him anymore. It's that inner child that, oh, that makes so much sense. I, Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful for this conversation. I just, I learned so much and I can't wait to edit so that I could like hear everything (laughs) that I missed (laughs) because I know. (laughs) But yeah, I'm so grateful to you both for sharing, uh, for being vulnerable and for giving, you know, all the gems that you gave us. Um, This was a great experience. But before before we leave, I need you to give us all the social media websites, all the information so that when people hear this episode and they want to reach out to you, they can, because I know that's okay. what's going to happen. Okay. <laughs> so please Appreciate just, it. yes, give us all the, all the info. So all of our social handles are uh, the amazing Clarks. And we are life and love coaches. So you can go to our website, theamazingclarks.com and see what services we offer. Um, We also cannot do all the work by ourselves. So we teach other people how to become life coaches. We train and certify life coaches coaches at the law of attraction, lifecoachacademy.com. And we also have a whole social media channel for that. Um, we want to be able to help people who maybe cannot afford our services. So we also have a podcast where we share tips and perspectives to help people love themselves and one another more. And that is the Amazing Clark's podcast. Um, so yeah, we're out here just spreading the love and it's all at the Amazing Clark's. And also we have the, uh, a book that's an Amazon oh, I forgot international about our book. bestseller, national bestseller. It's called Crack the Code, Secrets to Achieving Your Happily Ever After, available at Amazon.com. Um, 
Is that everything? That's everything. You sure? Yeah. Life Coach Academy, The Amazing Clarks, and our book and podcast. Yeah. That, that's what we out here doing. We're trying to we we're trying to give it to everybody. We want we literally want everyone to experience the kind of love that we have. We know that we are blessed and blessings are to be shared. So we are sharing our blessings so that everyone can receive them as well. Right. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, uh, again, I'm grateful. I I learned so much from so this we. conversation. And yeah, I'm just going to keep following y'all and keep learning from y'all. <laughs> I'm definitely going to get your book. And for oh. the audience, um, everything will be linked in the show notes. So don't worry if you didn't hear, everything is linked there. Um, again, thank you so much for coming on my show and sharing yourselves with my audience. This was a great uh, time. Um, and I wish you the best. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you for having us and having the courage to ask us because yes. we say all the time, we're here to love on everyone. Just ask us and we're going to show up. So thank you for reaching out. And we had a great time and you're adorable. I yes, we love you. Oh, thank you. I love yes. you too. It's yeah. Easy. Yeah. It's Thank you for saying that. I people have said I talk too much and ask too many questions, so I figure why not interview, yeah. right? No, we go. we <laughs> hey, we love your authentic self. That's who you, you are, and that's how you should be doing it. Don't listen yes. to anybody else. You're doing absolutely. It perfect. I'm here with y'all. I'm learning so much from y'all. So, <laughs> Melanie, your uh, confidence is like everything i love it <laughs> it's like this is where i'm trying to be with my confidence uh, like the way you speak about thank, yourself. Place to be. thank oh, you I, I learned from the best over here right he's rubbing <laughs> yes. off on me yes and that's that brooklyn too i know that's that brooklyn yeah that's that brooklyn love <laughs> that brooklyn love yes <laughs> the smile right hey y'all thank you so much for listening if you have any questions, comments, concerns about anything I talked about on this episode, you can DM me on Instagram at PinkLadyProd, that's P-I-N-K-L-A-D-Y-P-R-O-D, or you can email me at jasmine at PinkLadyProd.com. Jasmine is spelled J-A-S-M-I-N-E. If you want more info about Pink Lady Productions or me, you can visit our website at pinkladyprod.com. Subscribe to Podcasting is the new king for updates on new episodes, and please feel free to share it. Also, please rate and review the show. Peace.